opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Book Match for October 5th, 2023. I'm Shannon, and I am so happy to be here and talking about books with all of you this evening. So just a few things before we get started. First off, thank you so much to Mike for hosting and Jane for streaming and broadcasting. I appreciate you both immensely. Um, so starting today, we will be on an every two-week schedule. So we will be here the first and third Thursdays of every month. And then the second and fourth, we will be away. So what is Book Match? Just in case people haven't listened before. So one of my very, very favorite things is matching people with books they will love. Um, if I could have gone to library school, I would have loved to have been a librarian because then I can like talk to people and recommend books all day and know all sorts of great things that are going on in the book world. But I did not go to library school. I went to social work school instead. <laughs> and so I am here to recommend books um, based on your personal reading likes and dislikes. So I will ask people to raise their hands. And then when you're called on to speak, you can tell me some things about what you personally love to read, whether it's a particular genre that you enjoy, or if you like to read from a specific resource. So maybe you only read using Audible or Bookshare or Bard. Um, you know, let me know those things and I will do my best to find you some books that perhaps you haven't heard of before or maybe that you've wondered, you know, is this good? Um, we can chat, you know, a little bit more about those specific books. Um, let's see. Sometimes people will ask for things that I just don't know the answers to. And when that happens, I will take down whatever request you've made. And I will ask you to come back in two weeks when we do this call again. And that will give me some additional time to research. That way, I'm not just sitting here in the call, like looking things up and having all kinds of like dead space while I try to uh, find the answers to your question. So sometimes, you will, um, you know, be asked to come back. So the instant gratification might not be as great, but I will um, always do my best to find books that I think fit your specific um, reading requests. So I'm trying to think if there's any other kind of housekeeping information um, that I need to give. What? don't think there is. So um, I'm going to check in Mike to see if we have any hands and we'll go from there. We do not. We do not. All right. So I'm fighting with my braille display to make it pair. 
And as it does, it is having a dispute with me. But so when we don't have hands, that means that I get to talk about new releases. Because you don't know what to do. it is often just fantastic to know kind of the things that have come out this current week. Um, and I was talking to somebody before we actually started the program about how tricky it can be sometimes to find all the new release information that you may you may want. So when we don't have hands, I chat with you about that. Mike, you can feel free to interrupt me um, if someone does raise their hand in the meantime. Um, because otherwise this, you know, could go on for a while. I will do that. All right. Thank you. So it is officially October. And this means a couple of things when it comes to new releases. You may have noticed if you look in certain places for new release information that you are seeing a ton of Christmas-themed books. This often starts a little bit in September. You see them kind of trickling in. But definitely by October, um, they are like here in full force. So straight up transparency, I am not a Christmassy girl. Um, I just don't read a lot of Christmas-themed books. However, I do want to highlight one for you this week um, because it's just kind of a cool, quirky idea. And I was kind of fascinated by the description. So this is The Takedown by Carly Walker. And it came out on Tuesday it would have been October 3rd. And she is a children's book author who has very recently written her very first book for adults. And that is The Takedown. It is a rom-com mixed with kind of a spy novel. And it takes place around Christmas. So we have a woman who comes home for the holidays, but she comes home under sort of false pretenses because she is wanting to take down a crime lord who happens to be her sister's fiance. So this is a problem um, for, you know, all sorts of reasons, I'm sure. I would hate to think of like the family tension that would uh, happen in a situation like this, but it looks like it will be a lot of fun. Um, there is a romance element. Apparently there's a bodyguard who kind of gets in the way, but is also sort of interesting to this person. Um, but we have a lot of really cool like, family interactions, um, some romance, some like hijinks around taking down this crime Lord. So you know, if you're looking for something a little lighthearted, kind of quirky, but still with some romance and tension, um, this might be something for you to pay attention to. And once again, it is The Takedown 
by Carly Walker. And that is Carly, C-A-R-L-I-E, Walker, traditional spelling. And we have a hand. Ah, all right. Who do we have? We have Danielle. Danielle, you can unmute. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Hi, how are you? I'm good. Good. Um, I am. I like to read books that take place in the South, so characters in the Southern state. Okay. Can you tell me a little more specifically, like what kind of genres you enjoy? Like, do you like like mysteries or romances? Yes, I like mysteries and romances, particularly. Okay, so now my question for you is, can you tell me three books that you've recently read and loved? Um, I read some books by Dorothea Frank. I like her stuff about the low country. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm currently reading a book south of the Buttonwood Tree that takes place in Alabama, and I like that. Oh, Heather Weber. Yes. yes, yes, Heather Weber is very, very cool. Um, all right, so we are talking about primarily then, I'm guessing, like romantic suspense is where I'm going first with characters set in the South. And Brenda Novak has a trilogy that is set um, in the South, and I am going to, I don't think Yamika is here, so she can't Google for me, which means that I will look it up. Um, But it is a trilogy. It's set in, I want to say either Louisiana or Mississippi. Um, And it, I'm sorry? I said, that'll be great. I like Louisiana too, since that's why I did so it's about a, a family who is sort of torn apart by a series of secrets. Um, so the, in the first book, and I'm looking for uh, the title of it for you right now, but the main character of the first book comes home when her stepfather dies and she is supposed to be you know, helping like go through all of his stuff. But there are a lot of secrets that her family is sort of bound up in. And as she's trying to figure those out, she realizes that the secret kind of goes further and deeper than she expected. Um, And I am looking this up for you right now so that I can give you the right title. Because that always helps. Um, so give me just one second. Um, but each book in this series features like a separate couple. So you're following the same story, but you are also getting like a new romance in each series. Um, it is kind of dark, um, so a certain amount of like violence does occur on the page. So just be aware of that. 
um, if that's not something that you enjoy. Um, you know, you talked about reading some Dorothea Benton Frank, and those are usually not like super steamy or, you know, violent. Um, so I guess before I go any further, how do you feel about like sex on the page or violence on the page? Oh, that's fine. None of that bothers me. Okay. All right. So I am now in her Goodreads profile and I am looking for this title. But um, I read these quite a few years ago. So they've been out for a while. Um, unfortunately, they are not on Bard if you get a lot of your books that way. But you can find them on Bookshare and on like Audible or Kindle. Um, yes, that's fine. I have those as well. So Okay. To be able to find them. Awesome. So I'm going to keep looking for this title and I will come back to this um, in just a second. I also, okay. though, want to tell you about Tammy Hogue, T-A-M-I. And she writes romantic suspense as well. And she has um, a book called A Thin Dark Line that is set in New Orleans. And there's also a follow-up to that, which is called The Boy. Um, and both of these are set in the South and are just very, very dark, very twisty, romantic suspense. Um, you get a lot of intrigue here. Um, the, the bayou of Louisiana feels very much like a character in the book. Like it pretty much jumps off the page. You feel like you're you're there. So I would definitely recommend those to you. And the title of the series that I was telling you about by Brenda Novak is the Stillwater Trilogy. And oh. the first book is called Dead Silence. And oh. the previous and then the, the next books are also like dead in the title. But if you look up Dead Silence, that will take you um, to the first book in that series. So, Thank you so much. Also, oh, you're welcome. Um, something else worth noting is um, a series by Stacy Green, and it is the Delta Crossroads series. And it is another kind of three book, um, three book set. They are, again, romantic suspense. Um, the first book. I like flew through. Um, I thought it was one of the best like romantic suspense that had been done um, in, in a little while. And I, I just, I loved it so incredibly much. And I believe that one is called Tin God. And again, you know, as a lot of romantic suspense can be, you are going to see a lot of both, you know, Steam and violence on the page. So just be aware of that. Um, but that is Stacy Green and it's Green, G R E E N E. Okay. Thank you. All right. You're so welcome. And there are no more hands. All right. So we are back to new releases. And that's okay because. 
the more new releases there are in the world, the more books we have to read, the better I like it. So I also want to talk about a winter-themed book. Um, so not quite Christmas, but winter. And this is A Winter in December. No, I'm sorry. I gave you the wrong title. A Winter in New York by Josie Silver. And she writes, some of them can be kind of bittersweet, but a lot of them are just very warm, full of a lot of heart. Um, she wrote a book, and this is where I got my titles mixed up, a few years ago called One Day in December, which is one of the best winter-themed uh, romances that I've read in quite a while. She walks that line between straight-up contemporary romance and women's fiction, so you get kind of themes of both of those. Um, but that is A Winter in New York, and again, it's by Josie Silver. So I am stepping away now from winter books, Christmas books, and I want to talk about The Forest Demands Its Due. This is by Kosoko Jackson, and it's K-O-S-O-K-O -O Jackson. And this is almost horror. It's like dark young adult fantasy, but it borders sort of on, on horror. And it is about a young boy who attends this elite boarding school and something very dark and sinister is going on in the forest because people are dying but once they die no one remembers that they ever existed and so this poor like young man is like one of the only people who remembers the dead and so he's trying to figure out what happens like a why are people dying and b what kind of curse is in place that keeps people from being remembered once they die. Which, you know, I would say is a, a valid question. Um, but this is, once again, The Forest Demands Its Due by Kosoko Jackson. We also have Jennifer McMahon with a new book out this week, and this is My Darling Girl. So Jennifer McMahon writes like some of the creepiest stuff I've ever read. I read um, a book by her several years ago and I'm just like reading along and it feels kind of like, I don't know, a little bit like a psychological thriller. We've got some family drama going on. And then all of a sudden this sort of otherworldly creature like pops up and I'm like, whoa, this is like straight up horror. Like, never mind, you know, family drama and psychological thriller. So she writes some very, very creepy stuff. Um, her synopses are often kind of vague, so I don't have like a full understanding of what this book is. But if you've ever read a Jennifer McMahon, then you probably are aware of this. But it's called My Darling Girl. And as I said, it just came out this week. And it's by Jennifer McMahon. So I want to also talk about some historical, both um, straight up historical fiction and historical mystery. Um, there's a book out called The Woman at the Wheel, and it's by Penny Ha, and that's H-A-W. And it's one of these books similar to something like Marie Benedict writes, where we look at famous men 
but we see them through the eyes of the women who sort of stand beside them and behind them and who often did a great deal of the work that these men are credited for. So this is about the wife of a man responsible for creating one of the early prototypes of the automobile. And what we learn here is that his wife was actually very helpful to him in this process, but in history books, um, doesn't get a lot of that credit. So this is The Woman at the Wheel, and it's by Penny Haw. The book that I am particularly excited about in this genre is The Other Princess, and this is by Denny S. Bryce, Bryce, B-R-Y-C-E, and it is about a woman who was born enslaved, but later became the goddaughter of Queen Victoria, and so we get to see sort of her rise into a position of, of power um, in the Victorian court. And I have always been fascinated by stories set in any of the royal courts, whether we're talking about like, you know, Henry VIII or some of the French courts like Louis XIV. Um, and Queen Victoria is somebody who has always been interesting to me just because, you know, she ruled England um, for so long and in a very like influential um, period of, of history. So I will definitely be picking this up. Um, I'm on hold for it at my public library. And it is The Other Princess. And it's by Denny S. Bryce. Still hanging out here in historical land. I'm moving now to historical mystery. Um, we have A Traitor in Whitehall. And this is the first book in a new series by Julia Kelly, which really intrigues me because up until this point, Kelly has written mainly um, standalone novels. So this is the first book in the Evelyn Redford seri Redfern series. And it is set in 1940s. So still kind of that like World War II-esque vibe, um, which is what Julia Kelly is known for. Like some of her books go a little bit before World War II, some look at life like post-war, but there is always that sort of connection to, um, to World War II. And it looks like we are keeping that um, in this new series, at least as it starts in 1940. So this, once again, is A Traitor in Whitehall, and it is by Julia Kelly. Next up is something that I've recommended here before for people who are looking for historical mysteries um, with like female detectives as lead characters. And this is part of a long running series. It's A Cold Highland Wind, and it is a Lady Emily mystery. It is number 17 by Tasha Alexander. So if you like authors like Deanna Rayborn or Annalie Huber, um, this is somebody that you might be interested in as well if you haven't already um, been aware of this series. I think from what I have gathered from people who read these, you can sort of dip in and out at will. And the mysteries, you know, stand alone from book to book. 
but you will miss some of that very rich um, character development that you would see if you read in order. Um, but however you choose to read, the 17th book is out this week, and it is A Cold Highland Wind, a Lady Emily mystery, book 17 by Tasha Alexander. And I am pausing to check in to see if I'm uh, still supposed to keep rambling on or if we have any hands. Last check, there were no hands. All right. Then we are back to me. Um, just a caveat, if people don't raise their hands, then it just means I have to talk for, you know, the rest of this time. And um, I don't know if that's fun for you, but if it's not, um, if you raise your hand, then you can talk too. <laughs> so we are moving on now to mystery, suspense, thriller, all those fantastic things. And I am super excited to talk about Shadowheart. This is the Unsub series by Meg Gardner. Gardner, G-A-R-D-I-N-E-R. -E and I spell that because when I first looked it up, I thought it was D-N-E-R. But no, there is a sneaky little I in the mix there. So Meg Gardner is someone that I discovered years ago. And for a while, books were coming out from her pretty steadily. And then they, they dropped off for a while, and I kind of wondered if maybe she was done writing. But it appears that she is not, and that is good. Um, the Unsub series is not one that I have personally gotten into, but I have enjoyed other things she's written. Um, her Evan Delaney series is phenomenal, and I'm sure that these are also quite good. They're just not books that I have personally read. Um, my Goodreads TBR list, uh, literally last time I looked, had over 9,000 titles on it. So it's hard to read everything, even though I would really like to. Um, but if you're a fan of suspense with a little bit of a romantic element, but not, you know, the romance definitely does not take center stage here, then you might be interested in checking out some of Meg Gardner's work. Um, some of the early unsub books, I think, are on Bard. Um, and I know there are a few of her floating around up there if that is where um, you get your books. But there are a bunch on Bookshare. Of course, Audible and Kindle are also your friends here and your public libraries, depending on where you live and what libraries you have access to, um, may also help you out. I give a plug probably once or twice in a show here for the Libby app, which Overdrive calls the one-tap reading app. And although it isn't a one-tap reading app for me, um, it is definitely a fantastic resource um, that will connect you to your public library. And I am a big fan of public libraries. We know this. Okay, so that is Unsub, book four, and it's called Shadow Heart, and it's by Meg Gardner. We also have a new Lori Raider Day novel, and it is The Death of Us. And this is, it could be kind of a dual timeline novel, depending on how it's structured, but it's about someone who gave up a child for adoption 15 years ago. And now 
this person has died under specific, like very specific and creepy circumstances. So the woman who is now raising this child is investigating um, a because she wants to know, you know, who did this, but also she's concerned that her son might also be in danger from, you know, whatever happened to his biological mother. So that is the death of us. And it's by Lori Rader Day, R-A-D-E-R hyphen Day, D-A-Y. All right. If you like police procedurals, you are probably aware of the Lucas Davenport series by John Sanford. And he has released the 33rd book in this series, and it is Judgment's Prey. I read a bunch of these early on. Um, I first discovered them through my public library, and I didn't at that time realize that they were a series. So this is a series that you can read out of order. Um, and as much as I usually do prefer to read books in order, um, I have dipped in and out of this one kind of all over the place. And I have always understood um, the mysteries well. Again, you do miss some of that richer character development where you see, you know, how people grow and change over the course of a series. But sometimes, especially if we're talking about a really big series like this, um, it's it's pretty hard to read, you know, every single one. Um, some of these books I have found captivating. Others I have liked less well. So that is kind of why... I tend to dip in and out here, but this one is Judgment Prey, and it's Lucas Davenport, number 33, by John Sanford. This is not going to be up on Bard quite yet, since it just came out, but all of his books tend to end up there eventually, so um, if you want it from Bard, just wait a while, it will be there, but it is um, everywhere else at this point. We also have a new Michelle Campbell book, and that's always a good thing. Um, her novel, She Was the Quiet One, is one of my very favorite sort of psychological thrillers set in a school. But this one is The Intern, and I do not know a ton about it um, as of yet. I haven't read it yet since it just came out, but I don't always like to... Um, like to read her synopses because sometimes they give some spoilers and that does not make me happy. So all I will tell you is that if you love very twisty psychological thrillers, I would definitely take a look at Michelle Campbell. It's Michelle with one L and Campbell is her last name. And this new book is The Intern. Next up is a book with one of the best titles of the year. Um, probably only equaled by The Forest Demands Its Due. Um, this one is Midnight is the Darkest Hour, and it is by Ashley Winstead. And this is actually a book that might appeal to Danielle, who enjoys books set in the South, because this one is kind of a Southern Gothic novel. Ashley Winstead um, came on the scene a couple years ago with a book called in My Dreams, I Hold a Knife, which was a super creepy little mystery. And she followed it up with The Last Housewife, 
which was also incredible. And so I am super excited for this one. Um, I started reading like gothic romances in the 90s and really loved them. Um, But this one doesn't seem to be like romance mainly. Um, There might be a little bit of it, but it is definitely a Southern Gothic mystery. So if you haven't read an Ashley Winstead, I cannot recommend her highly enough. She is incredible. Um, She has also written, I believe, two um, contemporary romances, if that is a thing you're looking for. But I think where she really shines is in the mystery and thriller um, genre. And it's Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, Winstead, W-I-N-S-T-E-A-D. And And we have a hand. All right. And who do we have? That hand belongs to Lynn. Lynn, I didn't even hear you come in. You're unmuted. Sorry, microphone thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, microphones are evil. Microphone, they are, especially when I'm you're not used to swinging them around. <laughs> um, could you repeat the author's name, whose last name was Green? Stacy. Stacy, of course. I'm so sorry. Oh, well, thank okay. you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm enjoying all of these new books that you're talking about. I want them. Oh uh, well. <laughs> They're they're around. So unfortunately, they're that was around. all I wanted. But um, okay. But thank you. You're welcome. And we have another hand. Yay! Jane, go ahead. And Jane, you're still muted. If she gets unmuted, I'll just let you know. Okay. Wonder if that means she has someone in Clubhouse. No, it's uh, Jane T. Oh, okay. Oh, oh maybe. Not I'm Jane sorry. I should, yeah, I should have said. I'm sorry. I didn't even think of that. Um. So, Jane T is in Tom in Zoom. Um. You can unmute and un ask. You can unmute and ask your question. Yes. And she just left the meeting. Oh, okay. But if she comes Hello. back, I will uh, recognize it. Awesome. Then you can certainly let me know. So just to um, round out that last thing that I said, the title and author of the Ashley Winstead book, um, the title is Midnight is the Darkest Hour. And this is one that came in for me through my public library right at midnight on Tuesday. It made me a very happy person. I will be reading it very, very soon. Jane T is back. Hello, Jane. Yay. There. Well, (laughs) I love this cotton picking technology on a good day. It's very, very good on a bad day. It's red. Oh, yes, it is. I just read two excellent um, historical, actually three, historical novels. Uh, One is by Gwendolyn um, 
Verona, and it's called The Peach Rebellion. I may have the author wrong, but I can email you the exact information afterward. I just didn't think I was going to get on here. But The Peach Rebellion takes place. There. And The Peach Rebellion takes place during the 1930s. And it's a finely crafted human development story of friendship between two girls who were separated dramatically by the jobs and the families to which they belonged. And then there was a third girl involved too. So you had the farm owners and you had the pickers and then you had little Miss Snooty Body whose <laughs> daughter was some important thing in town. I don't remember what it was. But it's a finely crafted book and it says it's for young adults. And I go, well, that categorizes me. I'm moving right back down the line to where I'd like to be. Um, so that's one, The Peach Rebellion. Another is my favorite new book of all time. It's up there in the category of, oh, Kate Sarity's and the Chestry Oak from when I was in seventh grade. But this book tells the story of a young woman who leaves home in Alabama. Well, it's called Under the Bayou Moon. Oh, and yes. She's a young woman who leaves Alabama, not sure of what she is going to be or how she's going to get there, but absolutely sure of what she doesn't want to be. And that's the wife of some soldier who just came home and wants her to give him his coffee and serve him his biscuits and gravy and kiss him hello when he gets home, and there you have it. So she becomes a teacher in a small, mixed cultures town, for sure, for sure, as they would say, and learns as well as teaches and gives, just gives her heart and life so practically. You know, it isn't some super achiever book, except she does, you know, achieve a great deal. I recommend it. And the other one is called The Book of Lost Names. It is a Oh, Kristen Harmel. Yes, yes. Yes. And again, it's a slow-growing story of people changing, making a difference, being surprised by life, being challenged by the stuff. The, the young woman who is the daughter... Um, and she's a librarian, learns how to forge papers to help young children get out of France when they find that France is untenable also. It's just really good historical fiction. Um, it's believable. I kept thinking, if I were there, would I be able to use my typewriter my braille writer, my, you know, old Perkins, could I use my computer? How could I make a difference without showing it all over my face? Because I don't hide very many things very well. Anyway, those are three fine, uh, historically set books, really nicely done. So. Yeah, I really enjoy Kristen Harmel. Um, she has done so many great things. Her um, new book is called The Paris Daughter. Um, and it came out several months ago now. Um, and it is 
one that I've heard like nothing but good things about so far. So you don't see it coming, turning. Um, is it in process, do you know, with NLS? So usually her books end up um, yeah. on NLS, but mm -hmm. it does sometimes take a while. I know that it <laughs> no is kidding. on Bookshare. Ah, okay. um, if you do Bookshare, it is on Audible. Okay. It is in Kindle, and it is, depending, of course, upon your public library, it is also available um, through the Libby app. Um, but if you're waiting for Bard, I would say, you know, it, it should end up there eventually. Um, I'm only waiting because I haven't determined which of the other resources I want to hook up with or connect with, but I think I'm going to do All of them. Soon. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's it. Do you have any other um history? Oh, well, and I also want to give a plug for Nora Roberts. You know, she's got a Yay! lot of bad effing rap over the years, and deservedly so. You know, some of her books are are quite uninteresting, if unless sex is the only thing you want to hear about. But Oh, I don't her, know. Nora Roberts makes me happy. Like, pretty well, regularly. she does me too. Her newer <laughs> books are great because they take issues that we know about. I mean, can you imagine Night Work? It's all about oh, Night Work. I love. I know. Night work. I'm sitting there going, I could be a, I could be a pickpocket. Oops. <laughs> I just, you know, I. You think about these things. I loved Hideaway, a, a young girl in that book was was used by an uh, an unworthy mother got kidnapped, yes. found her dug her way out. just incredibly well done and then there's identity now can you i would love to be a bartender gimme you know I the thing is about how people do their work what they do but that one was all about identity theft and I just got hacked horribly uh, a month or so ago. And well, I've, helped, I've helped other people not be, but I got I got taken in by voices that were so American sounding. I thought, oh, well, they must be legit. I don't Ooh. think that way anymore. So, but her recent books, um, Nightwork, Undercurrents. Identity. Uh, let's see. What's the other one I really like? Hideaway. I just said that. So those four are good. And working your way back a little, the obsession is just really, really it was for me riveting about, uh, well. My two anyway. favorites, recent Nora Roberts, would be Come Sundown. Oh, that was, that was a little place. drippy, wasn't it? But it was pretty good i really loved oh, it was amazing yeah and then yeah. um shelter in place i i love yes. a lot yes yes and then um, shannon he has a yes oh, um, um, yeah yeah i want to uh, take just a minute um <laughs> we had a caller who had their hand raised on the telephone they left the meeting oh. and they joined the meeting again so i want to um recognize them to see if they want to speak. so area code seven two zero you are unmuted. Hello, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, can I get I your can. name, please? Hi, uh, I'm, 
I, um, I, this is the first time I've called in. I, I just uh, listened, started listening last week. But I was wondering if you, if you have any recommendations of uh, books that are um, like alternate history or parallel uh, universes or a book like The Midnight Library where, where the character gets a chance to uh, see what it's like for different choices, different choices or things like that? All right. So if you will give me your name, I will make a note and I will look that up for you because there are a bunch of them like out. But depending on the type of alter, like the the period of history that you like, um, I want to do some research for you. So your name is Keisha. All right. Then I will look that up for you. And if you come back to me, let's see, we are here on the 19th again. So if you come back to me on the 19th, I will have um, some things to recommend for you. Great. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. And that completes the hands. All right. That means... You are back to listening to me ramble on about new books. All right. So shall we talk about fantasy? I think we shall. And I'm going to mention first Starling House by Alex E. Harrow. Alex, A-L-I-X, an E period, Harrow. H-A-R-R-O-W. And she has written a number of things, um, but mainly the two that come to mind are some novella-length fairy tale retellings, um, A Spindle Splintered being the first in that series. But this is Starling House, and it is a full-length fantasy. So if novellas are not your thing, um, as they are not mine, I always say short books make me hostile. Um, then Love it. yes, <laughs> it makes me very hostile. Um, it's like, why bother? It's, <laughs> exactly, exactly. There, there's nothing. Uh, no, there, I, it just like you sink in and then it's done. But Starling House is a full-length novel. Um, it is fantasy, so you've got a lot of a lot of magic. Um, again, I don't tend to read her synopses because whoever crafts them um, does give things away sometimes. So I don't have a ton of detail. But if you've enjoyed her other work, then you do want to check out Starling House. All right. So still hanging out here with fantasy. We have The Wedding Wish. This is Graves Glen, book three by Erin Sterling. That name might be familiar to you. She wrote The X-Hex and The Kiss Curse um, a couple of years ago. And this is the follow-up to that. These are sort of small town um, paranormal romance, kind of rom-com-esque, um, set in a magical small town. So I don't know... 
I think you could probably read these out of order if if that's a thing that you enjoy doing. Um, I think you might miss a little bit in terms of some of the like magical development. But if you're just looking for like the specific you know romance between the characters and you don't want to like dig deep into the town and like all the things that go on there, um, you could probably read whichever one of these uh, sounded the most interesting to you. But this one is The Wedding Wish, and it's Graves Glen, book three, by Aaron Sterling. And that's Aaron, E-R-I-N. Next up, we have The Scandalous Confessions of Miss Lydia, Be Lydia Bennett, Witched, by Melinda Taub. This is a retelling of Pride and Prejudice, but with witches. Now, I've seen a number of things. I've seen like Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Um, and I'm not quite sure how that would work. I can get into like the post-apocalyptic zombie fiction, but I'm not quite sure about like Pride and Prejudice with zombies. But Pride and Prejudice with witches is something that I'm definitely here for. I'm always a fan of good witchy books. And I am very intrigued by this one. So it is The Scandalous Confessions of Miss Lydia Bennett, Witch, by Melinda Taub. And that last name is T-A-U-B. I also want to talk about Throne of the Fallen by Carrie Maniscalco. M-A-N-I-S-C-A-L-C-O. And I was first made aware of Maniscalco when she wrote her Stalking Jack the Ripper series, which is like a paranormal mystery um, set in historical times. This one is more contemporary fantasy. It is a standalone, but it's set in the same world as her Kingdom of the Wicked series. And we follow like seven princes who have various adventures, find love, find all kinds of magical intrigue, um, political intrigue. She is a really fascinating author. Um, James Patterson has promoted her quite a bit over the years. And although I am not the biggest fan of James Patterson just as a as a writer um, in general, I do really like some of the people that he promotes. Um, so this is Throne of the Fallen, and it is by Carrie Maniscalco. We also have a new Annabelle Chase, and this is the third book in her Crossroads Queen series, and this is Dead Last. Annabelle Chase writes some very awesome paranormal women's fiction. If you're not familiar with that sort of subgenre of urban fantasy, it is women over the age of 40 as the main characters, which makes me happy. And you see them sort of starting new lives for themselves in a paranormal way. So in the Crossroads Queen series, we have a woman who has inherited a Victorian house and plans to use it as sort of her, I don't know, like shelter in a storm. Um, she thinks that she can basically hide from the world where she is. But we find out pretty quickly that she can't because there are some things going on in this house that make that impossible. So that once again is Dead Last and it's Crossroads Queen 
book three by Annabelle Chase. And Annabelle Chase is an indie author, I believe. She's not on Bard and not on Bookshare. You can find her in Kindle and Audible and sometimes through your public library. Um, and just a note, when I say that you can find something on Kindle, um, I technically mean an ebook. Sometimes this means that things are only available in Kindle. Um, Amazon does a program called Kindle Unlimited. And if something is in there, it can't be sold anywhere else, which means you can only get it through Kindle. And then other authors um, publish ebooks through a variety of, of platforms, be that Kindle, Apple Books, Kobo, um, things like that. So you may have to do a bit of searching for some of these, especially when we're talking about independently published authors who are not published by like the big five um, major publishers in the literary world. Um, and that would be where Annabelle Chase falls. And we're at about eight minutes to the top of the hour, just so you know. Thank you. All right, I'm looking back here just to make sure I haven't missed anything. And I did miss something because we have a new Mackenzie Hunter book out this week. And Mackenzie Hunter is a hidden gem, um, an author that just does not get as much love as she deserves. And whenever this happens for authors that I love, it makes me sad. So this is A Taste of Magic. It's Magic of the Damned, book three. And again, it's by Mackenzie Hunter. She writes these big sweeping urban fantasy series and some of them intertwine so you start with one series and then you move on into other series that are still set in the same world and she is just a phenomenal writer um, I love her Sky Brooks series which is about a shifter I think she brings sort of a fresh take on how people become shifters um, and kind of the way that they do or don't bond with the animal that they shift into. Um, but this one, this series does not seem to be a shifter series. Um, but if you've never read Mackenzie Hunter um, and you love urban fantasy, I highly, highly recommend that you check her out. Again, you're not going to find her on Bard. Um, my best recommendation for finding her are going to be Audible and or um, ebook. And that again is A Taste of Magic, Magic of the Damned, book three by Mackenzie Hunter. And last up for me today is a dual timeline novel. Um, and it is The Roaring Days of Zora Lily. It's by Noelle Salazar. She wrote um, The Flight Girls a few years ago, which is a historical novel um, set during World War II. But this one is a dual timeline that takes us back into the 1920s. And we learn about Zora Lilly, who is a dress designer that no one really knew about. And Noelle Salazar does amazing amounts of research into just little tiny details of what it would be like to live in a certain era. So I just love everything she does. 
Um, I am on hold for this at my public library. Last time I looked, my hold list um, said that it was 13 weeks. So hopefully it'll move faster than that, but just never know about these things. Um, but this is her third novel, and I'm so, so excited for it. Once again, it is The Roaring Days of Zora Lily by Noelle Salazar. And that is pretty much all I have for you. We are at about five minutes to the hour. I'm going to <clears throat> check one more time to see if we have any hands. And if not, I will give the sort of ending information and then Mike can close us out if we don't have anyone. As of right now, there are no hands. All right. Well, I'm going to then um, begin the process of closing us out here. Once again, I want to thank all of you who joined me today and who asked questions or who just listened to me talk about new books. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you to Mike for hosting, uh, Jane S for streaming and broadcasting. We will be back on October 19th, so I will not be here next week um, as we have moved to a first and third Thursday schedule, but I will be back on the 19th. If I have um, promised to research something for you, I will do that, and I will be back um, on the 19th to give you the answer. If you would like to get in touch with me before the 19th, you can always send an email to community at acb.org and let Cindy or Natalie know that you want to get in touch with Shannon from Bookmatch and they can forward that on to me. And I think that's all I have. I hope all of you have a phenomenal couple of weeks filled with great books and I will see you next time.